Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. All right. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This episode was recorded before I purchased a fancy new microphone. And I believe the old microphone, having known that it was on its way out, must have somehow sabotaged this episode. It's clearly a case of microphone revenge. Anyway, the audio quality from my track specifically in this episode is pretty bad. I mean, we did our best in editing to try to make it as clear as possible, but honestly, this episode is going to have to be presented as is and with our apologies. Sorry. Welcome to Making a Disney Fan Podcast. This is our 10th episode, and we're just here to see if our podcast will fly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, we're on to episode 10 already. This is really crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Um, I am here with, uh, Sarah, what are we going to make Brandon this time? Uh, I was thinking Timothy Mouse. Oh, interesting. I would have given Timothy Mouse to you. Oh. Well, it's the best character, but, you know, Brandon is, uh, you know, he can be a bit bit of a wise guy, but, uh, you know, at the end, he's he's always there for his friends. Yeah, that is true. The problem with this movie is we're very limited in characters that aren't entirely horrible and racist. Yeah. So you know That's true. I would have given you the mouse. Like that that was yeah. my thought mm-hmm. coming into this today. <laughs> yeah, the mouse legitimately reminds me of Zach. Yeah. Oh. But well, the problem okay. is there aren't there's there aren't characters to give other than like, like Timothy. The, the only other po- like positive characterization like that I would give would be you know, like other characters would be <laughs> would be one of the crows yeah like but uh, even uh, racist connotations aside they are one of the few actually we'll, we'll get to that eventually yeah, yeah that, that, that <laughs> will be a very large portion of this of this podcast i'm sure is the crows yeah. uh, as the crow flies um but yeah like you could be you know one of the crows as well if you if you guys really want to give me timothy mouse I would give you Timothy Mouse, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah. but there also isn't a rule that says that we can't have the same character for more than one person. We make the rules here. That's fair. That is true. But are there any other, like, likable characters in this movie besides... Well, there's Mrs. Jumbo. Mm Mm-hmm. Who I definitely would give Sarah because uh, I could totally see you playing with your kid the same way that she plays with, with her kid. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely like pure motherly instinct like i don't i don't think i would want to get in between you and your kid 
then yeah. you might become a rage monster as well. We've established yeah, that Sarah's excellent at fighting. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and because I'm a mom, I have the strength of a mother. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I would take Mrs. Jumbo. No problem. She's a great mother. Yeah, throw throw a bit uh, a bale of hay at at somebody. Yeah. 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 yeah, honestly, if I had to claim anyone from the movie, I would want to claim, like, the fat crow. But, again, <laughs> problematic. Yeah, he's pretty jovial. Yeah. What about Mr. Stork? Because you oh, are yeah, Mr. so Stork. good at bringing people joy. I guess, mm. yeah. <laughs> take, take the stork. It's like, the yeah, I guess probably, like, the only other likable character in the whole movie. And voiced yeah. by one of the most Disney's most likable voice actors. Yes, and we will get to that too. Um, I like how he takes a break like midway. <laughs> puts the thing on a cloud, chills for a bit, oh, looks over his my kids. <laughs> my kids absolutely thought that was hysterical when the when the yeah. bag was falling into the into the cloud. Keeps trying just, to like pull mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. just made them laugh every time. It was was quite humorous to watch them. Yeah. All right. So, obviously, we are talking about Dumbo, the fourth animated feature from 1941. Yes. So, I'm going to talk about my memories and everybody else's memories on this film. Now, for me, I didn't grow up with Dumbo. I didn't have the VHS for this one growing up. It was one of those like few ones that my parents just didn't get around to getting. There was a number of the classics that they just didn't go for. I even asked my brother and sister, like, did we have this one? And just, no. Nope. But, I mean, I personally don't have anything negative to say about it. It just wasn't one that I had. Uh, yeah. But later on, I got, like, the D- when I became a collector and stuff, and there was DVDs and later on Blu-rays uh, Dumbo was one of those ones that I got and then I sent eventually I actually just got around to watching it and I think I watched it once or twice before maybe but it didn't strike a chord with me but now it's one of those ones that's just like hey it's an hour my kids have a bedtime they're gonna watch Dumbo <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fair and I it is amusing. It is an amusing film. It's mm-hmm. very, like, the hour is short, but it helps with the stories, the storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's very concise. Mm. And I enjoy it. Um, Brandon? I'm not sure if concise Brandon? is a word that I would use, but... Um, yeah. yeah, Dumbo for me... I remember having it, to be honest, more than I remember watching it. Mm. It, was, it was one of those cases that you just kind of browsed through? Yeah, like, I have, like, a decent memory of our, like, old Disney VHS collection when I was younger. don't think I watched it much past the time of, like, understanding good movies, I guess. Because, like, <laughs> I remember watching it more when I was, like, two, three, probably. I mean, I don't, don't remember okay, watching yeah. it. But, like... Yeah, I never really had much of a connection. It was one I would skip over as a kid. Like I never wanted to watch it as a kid. Um, it's just there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 
So then on to Sarah. What is your memories or lack thereof? And what was Daisy's reaction? Yeah, no surprise to anyone. I don't have any memories <laughs> of Dumbo. However, um, I tried to get Daisy to watch it with me today. She didn't want to. <laughs> she is very much in her Coco Melon era right now. And Ooh. all she wants to do is watch Coco Melon. Yeah, not fun. Um, I take Peppa Pig over that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Peppa Pig's adorable. Uh, I have seen neither. Coco so. Melon, you, you, it's be thankful. I mean, Peppa Pig's not that bad, but Coco Melon? Yeah. Yeah, Coco Melon is terrible. It's right there next to um, Caillou. Yeah. I like Caillou, man. When I was really young. <laughs> we, we don't allow Caillou in my house. Good. It's I don't either. too annoying. <laughs> Anyways, um, I... Asked her if she wanted to watch with me. I told her I was watching a movie about an elephant because she likes elephants. Um, and she said no. And then I got to the scene where Mrs. Jumbo is singing Baby Mine. Ooh. And I, I started crying <laughs> because it made me very sad. And then I asked Daisy to come over and give me a hug because I wanted to hold my baby. And then she got sucked in briefly for like, probably five to ten minutes was interested in it and then she had to leave because she had to um poop <laughs> <laughs> as children and then are she came back yeah and then she came back and watched the ending of it with me so like she was kind of interested not that would put her right at the it, but at the ele- pink elephants moment she left just as the pink elephants were happening uh, um, yeah. but yeah she cuddled up to me and like, we just snuggled for a few minutes, and it was very, very nice for me because I was having a moment. Um, <laughs> and then... A, I, yeah, any mother watching that movie would have that moment, I'm sure. Exactly. Um, and I had sang, sang that song to her when she was a baby, too. Uh, so then when I was getting her ready for bed, I was... She was upset for some reason. I think she just didn't want to go to bed, so I was holding her and rocking her and singing it. And I was like, oh, I gotta stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess my memory is just from today being very emotional. Um, it's a uh, it's interesting the meaning of things, how the meaning of things changes once you actually do have a kid and you watch parents and stuff. So yeah, I cried over this movie today. Fair, nothing there to feel go. bad about. Oh, I don't feel bad. I cry at everything, so it's really not mm-hmm. unusual. We could start. <laughs> having like a sarah cry counter on this podcast honestly because <laughs> i cry in a lot of disney movies <laughs> i don't like cry often but when i needed to cry for like my acting in my movie last semester mm-hmm. i'll watch people win mm-hmm. win oscars and i'm like this is the greatest thing nice <laughs> that just gets me right in the feels oh yeah yeah if you want do the you cream watch... of the crop you watch leo winning his i was just gonna say that do you watch the leo video i watch it i watch it quite often yeah it's yeah. a great for, win for those of you who do not know brandon absolutely loves leonardo dicaprio and wish that he had gotten a, an oscar about a decade earlier because he deserved it honestly like i think <laughs> ray was a great role for jimmy fox but i don't think it was better than ha- like leo dicaprio as howard hughes I think he deserved it a lot earlier, but I'm happy he got one, so I'm Certainly, good. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I would have given him one for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Supporting actor. But that, yeah, oh. supporting actor for that one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know who beat him for that, but, like, that was another time. Like, yeah, I, I believe, remember. like, Leo should have a few Oscars at this point. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why it was such a huge deal. 
when they finally gave it to him and his speech was something that was that was a speech <laughs> yeah oh but, yeah yeah anyways back yeah. to dumbo after our lo- our love of leonardo dicaprio uh you know segue yeah all right so um that is our memories we're gonna move on to brandon otherly known as the as mr large crow Mr. Uh, Large Crow is so unspecific that I like it. Uh, for our newbie recap. All right, guys. What's up? It's your boy talking about Dumbo this week, like we've said many times. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, Stork brings a bunch of animals, their babies, but forgets one and she gets all sad. So then he brings her the baby, but it's got giant ears. It's an elephant, by the way. I should clarifies um but yeah baby elephant giant ears and everyone's like oh whatever um kids start like teasing dumbo and the mom goes crazy so they like trying to like defend him so they like lock her up in a thing and they turn him into a clown and then he meets like a mouse friend who like helps him through stuff and kind of acts like a weird like big brother in a way um he like the mouse tries to make him like a big deal but he like by like having this like big circus thing do awesome at it and like land on top of this like 20 elephant pyramid which is incredibly impractical but Mm -hmm. whatever dumbo is gonna go run jump in on this like springboard and land on top and wave a flag but he trips over his ears and ruins it for everything so all the elephants hate him now and goes on a trip i guess i guess drunk at one point it's champagne which is interesting. There's a whole like, basically like a drug trip. Like it's it's messed up. Yeah. Talk about that in a bit. But like whatever. He goes. He meets some really racist crows. Back to the circus, and he can fly. And then everything's like all good, pretty much. That's like honestly, Dumbo in a nutshell. The movie's only 63 minutes, so there's really, really mm-hmm. not too much to dig into. First thing I noticed was it started with a content warning, and at first I was like, I don't really know why. I was like, okay, sure. Dumbo gets a content warning. Um, yep. Figured it out later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my first thought going into the movie is that it's only 63 minutes long and they still have like the single frame like artist credits at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, which started a trend that I realized it was like most of this movie seems like filler. Um, mm. Yeah. So. <laughs> The whole movie for me, like, for one thing I kept feeling was that it felt like a TV movie mm-hmm. or like something made for TV. Like, I feel like I probably should have just put it in one of those packaged, like, short film things if you tell me about. Because, yeah. like, it's not worth it. And even, like, the animation, like, I wasn't as impressed with the animation. Well, there's there's a number of reasons for this. Um, yeah. Uh, so, this one was done on a shoes on a shoestring budget in comparison with the previous films um yeah yeah because yeah i go into that in the fun fact yeah. and trivia okay it just feels like a tv thing like everything feels mm. like a step backwards in fantasia or from fantasia um the whole time i don't understand why the animals love the circus like they like being there <laughs> that is not how a circus works um yeah yeah, so whatever. 
Also, I don't understand no other animal sign for their babies but Dumbo's mom. Like, why'd they make yeah, Dumbo's mom sign for her baby? I was thinking about that, too. I was like, nobody else has the stork. Come up to them, talk to them, make them sign yeah. for it, sing a song. Like Maybe he's just extra enthused about customer service. Maybe. I, I guess. I had a memory, and maybe this is just from a different movie, of him being drunk, the stork. Is that a different movie? It's definitely not this like, one. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah it's not this one or Lambert the Sheepish stork. Lion. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, I wonder where, where that memory comes from. Because, yeah, I, like, obviously saw that it wasn't this one because I watched it. I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, yeah. where's the drunk stork? I'll have to figure <laughs> that one out. Yeah. Where's the drunk stork? Um, so, yeah, the stork, I did not think had a very good singing voice. It just sounded yeah. really bad. Well, eh. my initial thought was that he sounds like Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Which, it, it, yeah, it I figured, I figured, like, as I went on, I was like, it's probably him. But I didn't realize yeah. he was around in 41. Like, it's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. With Disney all the way through uh, 67, at least. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I just thought he was, like, time-shifted a little further. Oh, yeah. He is Disney royalty. I didn't realize he was that far back, but it was cool. Like, it was, it was cool. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is Winnie the Pooh. Well, I can't yeah, wait to, um, till Sarah lists off all of his voices. Yeah. Yeah. So back this is back to the circus. All the elephants are kind of assholes. Oh yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. entirely. Circus elephants. Like, what's the problem? I think it's a really good representation of people. People don't like things that are different than them. Yeah. Or they don't like people who are different than them. And especially if as soon you as go someone with... is different than you, you treat them. Think of it like. Um... Gossipy neighbor, yeah, yeah, angle of things like or bored housewife that is just trying to point out things that's not that don't don't belong. Like, oh, did you mm-hmm. see M- Mrs. Smith's uh, uh, flower garden? It's just atrocious. Yeah, that's kind of that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from it. Yeah, but makes sense when something is so obtusely wrong in their eyes they become obtuse themselves. Yeah. It is very, very sad. And Dumbo's so cute. Oh, Dumbo's <laughs> flipping adorable. He is, he is pretty cute, yeah. Um, well, yeah, back to, back to the circus. But I want to talk about how f- fire doesn't work the way those clowns make it work. Like, they're spraying water in the building and more fire is coming out. I'm like, I don't think that's how fire works. I yeah. think there's a different liquid in the container. Oh, maybe, I guess. I, was like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't get these clowns. And they all go get drunk after. Like, what is with the old movies and people getting drunk? Like, Dumbo yeah. gets drunk right after that, which is where I initially thought the warning was from, like the content warning. I was like, That's part oh, of it. okay, yeah, I guess Dumbo gets drunk. Like, he's a child. He gets drunk. That's bad. That's, that's, that's probably yeah. the warning. Not the warning. Um, it is part of it. Yeah, the drunk part is the more minor. Like that's like the same reason why Pinocchio gets a warning. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know. And we move into the whole pink elephants area from there. I'll just say cool. Actually kinda cool. Um they're creepy. I liked it in a weird way. Just cause 
I don't know, like creepy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But A, I don't think it was necessary. I just oh, yeah. feel like it was like they must it, have it was put a... together a movie and it was like 46 minutes or something. And they're like, you need to get that up. And they're like, uh, let's do some elephants dancing. And that's how they came up with that scene. Because it makes no sense. Alcohol doesn't work like that. Like, yeah, something sure. else. It, something would be laced in there. Yeah. Like, what was in that champagne that they all started hallucinating pink elephants? And like, yeah. Well, and there was something else in the movie that I'll talk about later that they cut because it was unnecessary. Oh. Mm. Interesting. So... Yeah, but they left other stuff in. Interesting. Like, Honestly, like a lot of the musical moments, and there were a lot of non-musical moments that just felt like, like time extenders. Like it honestly yeah. felt like they had a twenty-minute story and it was just like, oh, okay, we need to build a movie out of this. Um, like I, yeah. I definitely feel it's lacking in the story division. Hmm. Uh, um. I don't know. It was just, it was good, but it's not enough to be like a movie's worth of story. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we had to go through a lot of like almost useless nonsense just to get to that small little bit where he like meets his mom and she's locked up and stuff. Mm. I don't know. It just felt like like, there was a lot of pacing like issues or like it just, I just didn't, I don't feel like they had a story to be honest. Besides, sad like sad elephant can fly i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um we get to the crows which is where all of a sudden i went that's that's the content that's the content warning um i had to i looked it up like i had to ask my google to be like like what year did song in the south come out after this yeah song in the south was in 46 i learned but like Mm -hmm. i was like i really want to know roughly around what time it was and it's like not far apart so i'm like okay uh this is i guess disney's view of like black people at the time which it sucks mm-hmm. because i find the characters like enjoyable yeah like one of the my probably my favorite characters in the whole movie just based off of like entertainment and they're funny and blah 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 but like it's really sad to look back and be like, that's kind of like what Disney thought about black people back then. It's all they thought they were. Like they're not smart mm-hmm. crows. Like they are no. like they are no. not portrayed like distinguished people or distinguished crows. Like it's not Although a very good it, representation it, at all. <laughs> it isn't a a great re- representation, but um in regards to the time period that it takes place as well. Um, like it, this is like turn of the century. Uh, it's supposed to take place in like, yeah, yeah. Er, early 1900s. Um, but the thing that I definitely want, uh, talk about with the crows is in regards to the character, characters in this film, the crows are the only ones that are positive outside of the core three yeah. outside outside of dumbo uh mrs jumbo and timothy mouse or or the stork i guess but the stork is so minor it doesn't yeah work. he's just the beginning but kid. the but the crows are the like they make fun of dumbo but they're just 
they're just being jovial. They're just seeing something that they don't, they're not used to, and they're like, hey, look at this. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I still don't think it's a good representation. Well, no. No. But I think that it's also, it's, it's good thing to showcase and keep the warning up but i was actually having a thought in regards to the crows of something that's developed recently yeah um and we're, we're recording this at uh, holiday season so um there's a holiday song that hasn't stood the test of time and that is uh baby it's cold outside oh, yeah. like baby it's cold outside it's from Holiday Inn, Bing Crosby, classic song, classic, and the song itself shouldn't be forgotten and everything, And but recently there was like a new version that came out for it with John Legend and, and Kelly Clarkson, and it's a great version, and they changed the male's lyrics, and it's just like, and it's reflective of the times that we live in now, but it mm-hmm. doesn't forget the times that used to be at yeah. the same time because yeah. the song still exists but we're not living in those times anymore so like the crows in Dumbo are a s- bit of a window into perspectives of the time of and again these crows actually listen and they learn and they help and they're supportive of him mm-hmm. yeah they and honestly if it was like if it was a group of of african americans seeing something like a white boy just randomly in their in their neighborhood or just off the tracks and just like woo look what we got here and just be like yeah they might not take well to him immediately but overall like usually they would still be willing to listen and like that's just something that i'm thinking about off the top of my head but is good-naturedness of of some of the people just my random random thoughts i mean i like the crows i don't like the caricatures of it now yeah but it doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, this is how they were viewed, but they still tried to view them positively in a way. Yeah. It, But, like, it's not Song of the South. No. No, it's not Song of the it South. Is but n- I think it's in yeah. a very similar vein of Song yeah. of the yeah. South. Oh, yeah. Um, but... And it's not Sunflower from Fantasia. No. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's true. I think, though, like, they could have had the same impact without making Mm -hmm. overtly racist characters. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I do like the fact that they did actually get black people to voice the characters. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Except for for the, the lead one. Mm. So not, still not quite. Not quite. Not quite. But the song was all was there. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's it's very it's delicate. A, it's a topic. Putting to be on to 
talk about and try to mm-hmm. defend but not defend but like yeah yeah, yeah. i warning... don't think there's anything wrong with thinking that they're nice to mm-hmm. dumbo mm-hmm. but it's like uh Disney. Yeah. It's not something to look fondly back on for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the warning is valid. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I also like I just um, kind of feel like like they're all like understanding and helpful and it just kind of like I feel like it just sends out that like at least they're good ones kind of deal. Because I don't like yeah, I don't like that bird of it all. No. Like, it's like at least these ones like understand and they help Dumbo. It's like I don't I don't yeah. enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anytime you hear someone say, Well, these ones Yeah. Eh. Yeah, we yeah. got a ways to go until yeah. we get to our Zootopia episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zootopia is a lot more inclusive, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean every single year, every single movie, you're getting closer and closer to being better. Well, the most recent one that actually just came out this year, uh, one of the main characters, I think the main character is gay. Which one? Uh, Strange Worlds. Oh, oh that's it. coming out like just now or something. Yeah, it is. It's flopping right now, but... Um, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but Disney is taking a big chance in having a main character be gay. Yeah, like I've seen the yeah. trailers and I still don't really know what it's about. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like a journey to the center of the earth kind of deal. That's why it's flopping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a very... Disney can't succeed with everything. Yeah. But... This is true, but they're trying. Yeah, and representation is definitely really important. Like, mm-hmm. I think about all the TikToks that I've seen of little girls who are black seeing the trailer of The Little Mermaid live action for the mm-hmm. first time. Oh, yeah, I saw and many of those. And they, yeah, they cry because they're so happy because they see... I'm mm-hmm. gonna cry right now, because <laughs> they see themselves in her, and it's like, like I've never experienced that. I've seen white girls forever. Cinderella. So to yeah, I can't imagine how much that would mean to them. It's just, mm-hmm. it's cool that we're we're getting there. Yeah. There's a lot of work to do, but it's cool that we're getting there. Right. Anyways, this is getting really deep, and I'm gonna get emotional. So okay. next topic. Uh, Bre- Brandon, are you still? <laughs> In the middle of your recap? Yes. So I'm not. Well, I'm not recapping right now. I'm just discussing what uh, I think. Okay. Um, but one of the last things I want to like complain about before I go to the few things that I liked about the movie, mm. I want to talk mm. about Dumbo getting famous at the end and like getting his own train car with Mrs. Jumbo in it and like a pool and <laughs> like all of this crap. Um, like, do we not know how elephants are treated in zoos and like circuses and stuff? Like. There is no way that's even reasonable to consider. Like, Dumbo flies, earns the dude money, and then they put a chain on that, like, elephant, and he gets pulled out and whipped for every show. Like, there is no way Dumbo Yeah, they definitely did that car. in the Tim Burton version. Uh, I don't know. I, haven't, I didn't even bother. We all, know, we all know how I feel about Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I will say I'm enjoying Wednesday, so. Oh, I gotta watch that. It's, it's good. And you know yeah. how I feel about Tim Burton. So it's breaking. <laughs> yeah. That one's breaking Netflix records. Yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. So yeah, good. Um, but no. All right, good things. Good things. I still wanted to talk more about the train car. Oh, oh, sorry. One one more bad thing. Like or or kay. one or two more bad things. I think like one thing this movie really doesn't do, and like the train car is like evident of that, is it really doesn't show you a realistic circus life. 
or yeah. like zoo rife or anything like that. Like it's really like kids watching it will actually think like animals are happy in the zoos. And I mean like the Edmonton Valley Zoo has an elephant named Lucy, and she's been there for like ever. I mean she might be dead now. I don't know. But like and like Bob Barker from The Price Is Right came down to like try and save her pretty much and move her somewhere else. And mm. like these animals don't get treated super good, but all of the animals in the movie like love to be a zoo animal or a circus animal. Yeah. And like I think the movie just really like I know it's a child's movie from the forties, but like yeah. I don't know. I'm just not buying this. Yeah. Well like that makes me think of like my mom is from Africa. Like she grew up in Kenya and she hates zoos because of that because she has seen them living their lives in the wild and to see them stuck inside and like seeing birds with their wings clipped and stuff like that like it just makes her sad she prefers to go to like in saskatoon the zoo is actually a forestry farm and they rehabilitate animals here Hmm. like it's not like we go catch them just for your amusement like it's animals who are needing to be taken care of yeah I think the Winnipeg like, Zoo is trying to do a lot of that kind of stuff too. I think Ooh. I've heard that. Yeah, I think like the the, the polar bears that the, we have have here cannot be in the wild anymore. Same with the seals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and in that case, like it's a little bit easier to stomach because you know, mm-hmm. like they're taking care of these animals, they're giving them a better life. Yeah, like I definitely think that we're headed away from the very bad treatment of animals in zoos. Um, I hope because so. it it got brought to light. People realized what was happening. Yeah. Things like mm-hmm. blackfish came out, and people realized how animals are being treated. So, well, but yeah, there's I'm, no more, there's... I'm with you. This is not an accurate depiction of no. circuses. Certainly, and not there's no real, time. real mo- any really any more true circuses in this vein anymore. Yeah, that was one thing. I was like, mm-hmm. there's no way Dumbo's yeah. getting his own car. Yeah. Like they are. It's a animals. It's almost like the inaccurate so dis- depiction in the Greatest Showman. Oh, I did watch it, but it wasn't impactful enough to like for me to remember it. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, I know I've watched it, and like people reference it to me, and I'm like, "Well, it's an amazing musical, I historically don't it. horrible." It was yeah. really bad, historically wise. Okay. P.T. Barnum, not a good person. Oh yeah, yeah. P.T. Barnum's not a good person at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I've got a few like good notes um okay. yeah i think it looked cool like the colors well, were vibrant especially I mean, maybe... the backgrounds like the backgrounds with with dumbo is like really lovely watercolors yeah like i don't know maybe like it was just because i'm comparing it a bit to fantasia and like fantasia was like very muted colors and kind of mm. like yeah. they were colorful but they weren't like mm-hmm. vibrant I feel like the colors yeah. were more vibrant in this movie. Um, I yeah, feel like yeah. the artwork looked a lot more cheap, but I do feel like the colors were cool. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Stork sounds like Pooh Bear. Uh, <laughs> confirmed during this talk. That was something I enjoyed. Because at first I didn't, I wasn't like sure, right? I, when I made that mm. note, I didn't really know. Um, I did like the elephants were scared of my sequence. Yeah, Mythbusters proven. Funny, yeah, it is. I was just talking about those. Like, I'm pretty sure Mythbusters did it. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that was hilarious. A little mouse standing up to the, the things. 
Well, that's the other thing that they, the reason why they wanted to have him be the friend is because, hey, the ir- irony of an elephant being friends with a mouse. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the pink elephant scene, but again, I do feel it's very unnecessary. I, I put it akin with, uh, with like the Broadway scene in, in Singing in the Rain. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I do, like, even though it's unnecessary, though, I think it's like the one part of the movie that plays into my interests because it's at least kind of creepy. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was, that was just something. I really liked when I see an elephant fly. I think it was very catchy. Uh, it's a great song. I'll just say it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I just like my final, like, my, like my favorite thing in the whole movie. Like, it's so small. It really shows you how much I like just like just like the movie, I guess. Um, I like the way the mouse walks. <laughs> and he's just like, it's all like very just like intentional. His legs are, he's, got a, he's got a very interesting walk and I enjoy it. Um, overall, <laughs> I don't think it was good. I think, again, like the mother, the mother storyline is a really, like a really good punch to the stomach in the movie yeah. i guess like you feel it yeah um but like getting to that point and following that point just felt like like a cheap tv movie like a hallmark movie with no attachment like it i didn't really feel it i felt most of it was just extended sequences probably to extend the runtime um but i mean everybody loves their mom i guess so yeah it's like there's a punch in the stomach. But overall, it feels not as good. I fe- it feels as though it's a step backwards from Fantasia. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now on to me for the deep dive Disney. So I had a whole segment on the crows. So we can just skip that because <laughs> we've had a we. I think we had a fir- firm discussion on them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um. I also just wanted to talk about the motherly love in this one. I think we addressed that mm-hmm. initially with, you know, char- Sarah's uh, characterization. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, that whole, like, her playing with Dumbo and, like, giving him a bath moment and just the moment where, you know, as soon as the ears pop out and it's just, like, at the very beginning and it's just like, oh. Mother still loves you absolutely. No, you are still my baby. Doesn't matter. Like, you might have something that's imperfect, but you are perfect to me. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, kind of deal. And then, like, e- even initially, when the sassy other, I don't know, neighbor, neighbor elephants, they she are commenting about it, and she just like immediately like, oh, I'll just close this door. Yeah, I love yeah. the moment when she realizes, oh, I can just shut them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the motherly love is just such a, a really... It feels so real in it. And when, when the human tries to, like, play with Dumbo because of his big ears, even though the human has stupid big ears, too. Um, and the mom reacts, I mean, like, she even, like, just doesn't even do anything 
major she just kind of like tries to walk away and then the stupid human tries to pull the pull dumbo out from under her like how moronic can you be yeah trying to take a baby elephant from its mother that's like that's like akin to leonardo dicaprio being in between a mama bear and and a baby bear yeah (laughs) just to break you know segue back to that (laughs) yeah Yeah, you do not get between a mama and its baby it's just a fact especially when they're animals Yeah. yeah like like i'm not literally gonna throw a hay bale at someone or like stomp them to death but you, they are going <laughs> to get not. a serious verbal lashing and yeah. possibly a black eye. <laughs> yeah. I got a pretty good ring. <laughs> um, and then segueing over towards like the, the song Baby Mine. I'm, oh. This is funny because last episode we did Toy Story 2, which mm. was just like, hey, here's a sad song right in the middle of this. And so we did that with Toy Story 2. It's just like super sad song. Yeah. Sad story. And then now super sad song. That just is just brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in this, excuse me. In this case, it's not so much the content of the song that's sad. It's the context of what we're seeing. Uh, Whereas with Jesse's song, the song is sad. Yeah. Very sad. Like, if you just hear the Baby Mind song, it's like, oh, so cute, so sweet. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, she doesn't <laughs> get to have her baby and all the other moms get their babies. That's literally what I was saying to Tyler as I cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so then this brings me over to the music for this for this movie. I love the music for this for this one. Um, mm-hmm. Like The songs are relatively short. But, like, I just quickly wrote down the, the songs, and I count six songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're all, like, relatively short. Like, you got the very beginning one with the stork, which is, like, only, like, a verse and a half. But it's yeah. a nice, cute little ditty. And then there's this uh, song for the train called Casey Jr., yeah. which is, like, the and the music to go with it, it just feels like <laughs> very, like, jovial like it feels like going on an adventure as i have that note why did the train have to talk (laughs) it was like like, why would they sit down and be like you know what this this train needs lines he really pops (laughs) well brandon this is a that was the lines were in reference to an old school kids story well i know the story it's just like why do we need it yeah well, part of it is because the the making of this film, uh, the some of the makers for it are some of the more veteran uh, animators of Disney, and these are the veterans that were pre Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. So these are the Silly Symphonies uh, animators. So okay. these are the guys that were doing, you know, Mickey Mouse and other kinds of cartoons with things that are non realistic. Mm. So more cartoonish. So while while the the younger and newer crowd worked on Bambi, oh. so then you get the ultra realism. Is Bambi next in the classics? Yes. Mm, great. 
<laughs> what are the two movies in the meantime? Like, what's uh, our next? Lion King and Monsters Incorporated. Excellent. Oh, okay, so we got a pretty decent stretch before Bambi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, then there's Baby. Oh, there's another song that I actually really enjoy. I've actually added it to my um, my Disney playlist, and that's the song of the Roustabouts. Roustabouts. Roustabouts, like the um, the guys that set up. The, when like it's the like raining and all the animals are helping. Yeah. Okay. I actually really like that song. Like it's just a very it, it reminds me of like the opening song in Frozen. Mm, I like that one too. Frozen. Exactly. Park. It's a it's a great that, that's a great work song, but the song of the Roustabouts yeah. is really I don't know. I just enjoy it. It's just a fun little song to throw in there and it's again, it's really short. Yeah. Uh but yeah, then there's Baby Mine and Pink Elephants on Parade, and Pink Elephants on Parade is the most trippy thing you're ever going to find until, well, other than previously, Fantasia, and then afterwards, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I want to know what kind of drugs they were on when they pitched that idea. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> I know I there's a fact that I do remember about the Pink Elephants um, uh, segment. Is that it's because they Disney had the audacity to do Pink Elephants that the director for Alice in Wonderland chose to work with them. Okay, cool. Because he's just like, hey, they're willing to take risks and be weird. Alice in Wonderland is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Very and then, true. And then Pink, uh, then uh, elephant. When I see an elephant fly. From a language point of view, like I, I'm with two English majors here, two English degree people here. <laughs> when I see an elephant fly, it has some pretty witty lyrics. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. That's not unusual for Disney. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just like the double meaning of of the words, like, oh, you know, um, I've seen a front porch swing, seen a diamond yeah. ring. Yeah. I've seen a needle that winked its eye. Yeah, pretty <laughs> so good. So just like, oh yeah, if you take these things literally, they could be be completely different. <laughs> I, don't know, I just really enjoyed that. That that that's that's a really good song for for this for this mm-hmm. movie. Um. Yeah, so I I enjoy the music in this film, but I'm gonna move on to uh, one thing that I think is one of the strongest aspects of this film. And that is the character of Timothy Mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I'd agree. The thing that I put, I I set aside for Timothy is that he is really altruistic. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's nothing in it for him to help out Dumbo. In fact, it would yeah, probably he'd... just hurt him in the long, like in the short run. Yeah. yeah, he just sees this poor little boy so sad mm-hmm. and's like, yeah. I'm gonna help him. I'm gonna make my I mean, like his opening lines in it is just like, "What's wrong with his ears? I don't see anything. I think they're cute." Yeah. Like it's it's adorable, and but it's just really interesting to see a character who has no uh, no other motivations. Like this is not Mushu. This is mm-hmm. not like even 
previously like Jiminy Cricket where yeah. you know mm-hmm. trying to get a badge or something like that. There's nothing in mm-hmm. it for Timothy Mouse. Yeah. And he's just wanting to be a good person and he just sees somebody that's down on his luck. Yeah. And I really like like and especially like the the characterization of him like he's like I don't know what you would categorize him as like a New York gangster voice. Kind of, yeah. Because apparently, apparently, if you actually look the guy up and like other films he was in and parts, that's just how he sounds. He wasn't mm. putting on a voice or anything. That's just the way he <laughs> talked. Which is also kind yeah. of dating the movie at the at the same time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I. And I just really enjoy the character. And then like even at the end, after the initial. Uh, you know, when I see an elephant fly, when he literally gets behind, like, a cartoon pulpit and, like, gives his whole speech to the crows. Mm-hmm. That is a really, like, granted, you know, he's shaming them like crazy, but, mm-hmm. you know, they deserved yeah. some of the shame at that moment just because they just had no understanding of what the heck this this little elephant had gone through. Yeah. yeah. So it's just really good moment that he just put them in their place was showing them giving them the opportunity to empathize and everyone learned a nice Disney lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's important to like and and I actually think that's a really good thing to to consider as well like teaching the kids is you don't know what somebody's gone through. That yeah. person could well, be Dumbo. Yeah, and also don't make fun of someone just because they're different from you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't make somebody because of the that they you know if you're talking to kids like don't make fun of somebody because they have to wear glasses. Don't make fun of somebody because they have a um cleft a, a cleft lip or. Or, something or like because that. they're a different size than yeah. you, or a different color than you, or like anything. Yeah. Kids, kids find anything to be mean exactly. about. I mean, so, not just kids; adults do it too. Yeah. yeah. In in the cases of the of the not so neighborly elephants. <laughs> sure. Because uh, yeah, like people can be like that, and so that that goes into the theming of this. Is that's like like the otherism that people can feel. Yeah. It's very interesting that they're teaching this lesson while being very racist. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Like, does Disney needs to read his own book here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, How long is it till Disney stops being racist in, like, in terms of classics? Like, where does it go? Um, like, are hmm. we saying right up to the Renaissance, or... Well, how much longer does he live? Well, Disney goes until 66. He he passed away. 67 was okay. his final work with uh with with Jungle Book itself, which in cel- in itself is a very not so great view of colonialism. Um, True. Yeah. True. But he probably uh, held on to his views. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like there are probably still bad things after he died, too. Is like 66 mm-hmm. like that's not a great time for 
like my yeah. people of color. No. Um, like they were still probably doing it for years. So like, I wonder how far into the classics we got to go before we like eventually ditch the Disney racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the live action ones as well. Like, ugh, you do not want to watch like movies like Davy Crockett and Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like I, it's really bad because when I was a kid, I loved Swiss Family Robinson. But now I think about it, and I'm just like, this is so racist and so yeah. colonial. I mean, like, we're not even that old, any of us. And even when we were kids, we didn't yeah. know because we weren't taught yet. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we're doing better now than we have before, but that w- there's still a long way to go, like we've said. Mm-hmm. Like, we can teach our, like, Zach and I can teach our kids mm-hmm. to love other people and to not hate on people for the color of their skin but yeah well there's still a lot of people I, out there who do i have a mixed race daughter so it's something i got i definitely have to teach them just yeah a daughter? you have to really think of that yeah he just said just a, daughter just a daughter about your son <laughs> you don't have a mixed race son as well he is technically mixed race but he is white as rice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There definitely will be hard lessons learned in your house, though. Mm-hmm. For sure. Daisy also looks very... Like, she looks like mm-hmm. me. But her dad is Métis and mm-hmm. looks it. So, like, different kind of mm-hmm. race talks, but still... Oh, yeah. You know? In Saskatchewan, it's a lot more about that. That kind of racism, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, my final thought with my deep dive is uh, specifically on one line, and that's one that, that Timothy Mouse says um, uh, be right after the uh, pink uh, the when I see an elephant fly song, um, and that's the thing that is holding you that was always holding you down is gonna lift you up and up and up, and that's another really good lesson to take yeah because a lot of the time he also like, doesn't get it until he gets a magic feather that's not well, magic that's just the, the crows just being smart for him just like he just yeah. that, that's just to say hey you need a confidence boost say something's also, magic he's a baby <laughs> yeah and dumbo is a little kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to teach deep lessons to little kids mm-hmm so you so find ways like, to make them understand. Yeah. So it's just a really good and empowering line because when you even think about it in other regards like entrepreneurship or social activism is just the thing that makes you different is going to lift you up. Mm-hmm. And this can be true for nerds and uh, people of color, people mm-hmm. just people that are lgbt like it's the thing that that sets you apart but it's the thing that will lift you up and let you find your home yeah 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 you often find your greatest community in the things that set you apart all right so that is my my deep dive it got deep today very deep i I had some thoughts about about uh, you know Dumbo and especially yeah. with 
Well, there's a lot of stuff to unpack with it, e- even with the short oh, amount yeah. of time. It's yep. there's some um, good themes and bad things, and mm-hmm. yeah, some stuff that needed to be discussed. Yeah, true. All right, so moving on to Mrs. Jumbo. <laughs> oh gosh, that sounds so mean. We circle back to it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean though. For the no. listeners, I am wearing uh, what is called an udi right now. It's pretty jumbo. So, it's a so, pretty large sweater, so it's fitting. Cool. It's fitting. All right, I'll so over to you for facts and trivia. Yes. Uh, so, first off, this movie, unsurprisingly, is based on a book, but it's not like the deep, dark fairy tales of many other ones um it's a children's book that was written by helen aberson and illustrated by harold pearl and it was a roller book which means it was a series of illustrations on a scroll and readers would turn a little wheel at the top to see the next panel oh which i thought was interesting that's cool um so yeah based on a book um dumbo was almost given a cover on time magazine as mammal of the year which was going to be a play on person of the year Um, and he was, like I said, he's going to make it on the cover. And then the attack on Pearl Harbor happened. Oh. So. Yeah, 1941. They had more important things to talk about. Yeah, that makes sense. So Dumbo was still in the magazine. He got the story. They did the Mammal of the Year. He just wasn't on the cover. The cover was given to General Douglas MacArthur instead. Um, fair. Yep. Fair choice. Yeah. They made the right decision there. Um. MacArthur is a, I don't know doesn't exactly to stand cover, the test of history to cover pearl harbor instead of dumbo i mean oh, yeah. is the right choice yeah. well yeah that is the right choice i'm just not agreeing with yeah. arthur fair um this is like we talked about very very short um i've se- seen a mixture of one of the shortest disney films and the shortest feature length disney film depending on what article you read but it's short basically mm-hmm. um it did win an academy award in 1942 for best music scoring of a musical picture which is best original score um Mm -hmm. okay it was nominated as well for best song for baby mine but it lost to the last time i saw paris from lady be good i don't know that movie or that song but yeah it's a shame um, it also won an award at the Cannes Film Festival for Best Animation Design in 1947. You know, post-war awards. Yeah. Well, okay. this Cannes is like, well, where is Cannes located? Isn't that France. in France? France. So that would be, you know, 45 is the end of the war. Then you got to rebuild and then do the festival. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the sign when the train is going by, you can see the sign of the circus. It's called WDP Circus, Walt Disney Pictures Circus. Mm. Uh, nice little, nice little Easter egg there. Uh, the animators were on strike during the making of Dumbo, uh, and they ended up unionizing in the midst of this, and then they finished the movie after that. Uh, so they parodied, Disney parodied their strike in it when the clowns are talking about asking the big boss for a raise. Mm. That was his little call out to the strike. Mm-hmm. In the book, 
Dumbo does have a sidekick, but it's not Timothy Mouse. It's Red Robin. Ooh. Which is now a delicious chain of restaurants. Fun fact, my favorite restaurant. Are there uh, any yeah. in Saskatchewan? No. There's not oh. even any in Alberta anymore. I know. I was just kind of hoping because you said it was your favorite that there was like one. No. Are they just out in BC I'm... now? BC. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from BC. That's why I know. Oh. Red Robin. It kills me. It used I to be Red that Robin. every time we Yeah, every time we went to Alberta we would go to Red Robin. But the last time we were there, which was twenty nineteen, we went for Tyler's thirtieth. And Andrew Maxey was still managing. Oh yeah. Uh, so we we went. We didn't realize we were going to his, but then we saw him, and mm. he like gave us a bunch of free stuff, of course, because he's an awesome guy. Yeah. And he told us like, yeah, it's they're closing it all down, and he I think he manages Starbucks now. Oh wow. Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, Red Robin did close in Alberta. My parents were just in Florida though, and went to it there. Oh. Made me very jealous, but they did bring us all back seasoning salt. Nice. Anyways, not important. <laughs> Sidetracked. I love Red Robin. Uh, anyways, in the end of the book, Dumbo and Red Robin sign a film contract and are off to Hollywood. Um, so similar to the end of the movie. Uh, because of the war, they were told they had to keep the film cheap. So like you said, the animation doesn't look as good. It's because they were told they had to keep it cheap. Mm. Uh, so the backgrounds are less detailed than normal. Characters are pretty simple. The movie cost about $812,000 to make. Okay. That's it. Pretty cheap. But, yeah, it grossed $2.5 which was more than Pinocchio and Fantasia combined. They were flops in mm. perspective. Yeah. So, that's very interesting, I thought. Uh, Dumbo was actually Disney's favorite movie. He loved Dumbo. Weird. Yeah, well, and you can see Dumbo rides in all the Disney parks now with oh, yeah. varying names. Big... Yeah, the, you know, one of those swinging, the, one of those spinning rides. Yeah, you just sit in Dumbo and fly around. Mm -hmm. I went on that one at Disneyland. It's one of the few rides that I am not afraid of. Uh, <laughs> it's cute. It's fun. What, you didn't go on Tower of Terror? No, certainly not. Not at all. I don't like being dropped. Whether it's I, in that I kind of thing, a roller coaster, times. anything. Not for me. Um, John Lasseter uh, became chief creative officer in 2006, I believe it was. Uh, and they were wanting to make a Dumbo too, And he was like, nope, don't do it. Uh, so he blocked that. Good choice. So yeah. Wouldn't have they been... made a Dumbo remake. Yeah, when Lasseter took over, he essentially stopped like mid almost all of the directed DVD sequels. Yeah, wasn't it's not necessary. The remakes, arguably not necessary either, but they are fun and obviously making a ton of money for Disney. So like, I get why they're doing it. Um, but you just don't need a yeah. <laughs> you just don't need a sequel to Dumbo. It was gonna be like an adventure. They have to him and his friends are in the big city or something. Anyways, wouldn't have been good or needed. So yeah, and like Dumbo is silent and they probably would have had him talking which would have been weird That's um, speaking of though he doesn't speak in the movie but in the 80s the live action show Dumbo's Flying Circus did have him talking apparently he was quite chatty in that and I never want to watch that because I like nope. Dumbo the way he is I don't need I don't need anything else <laughs> uh, he's, he's also very similar to Dopey mm. in a way yeah. Well, like he trips over I'm, himself I'm like, and. Yeah, I'm not 
needing more than that yeah. from Dumbo. Like, I'm happy with Dumbo the way he is. Oh, yeah. So. Don't mess I with a good Dopey thing. I love Dopey, too. Yeah. Uh, the cells, like the animation cells from Dumbo, extremely valuable. Uh, animators didn't know that this was going to be a, such a success, so they would use the finished cells to skate down the hallway. Um, <laughs> so there are very few left in good condition, and they're the most valuable of any Disney movie. That's crazy. Yeah. But, like, if you think about it, you see Dumbo everywhere. Like, him, the character, with, like, the frilly neck thing and the little hat. Yeah. He's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, he's an icon for Disney. So, it's not really surprising that it is such a valuable thing to collect. Uh, like, the Disney I just book wish I... that I have here, he's yeah. front and center. I wish I could get, uh, you know, a meet and greet with Timothy, with the giant Timothy Mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt that yep, they're going to do that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nowadays, when Dumbo is reformatted for publication, they replace the pink elephant scene with Dumbo dreaming of flying because a child getting drunk is rather problematic. Just a tad. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, also, the I don't think I'm going to say this right, but the Grimpotuthis octopus is called the Dumbo octopus because it has big fins that are like dumbo ears it uses them <laughs> to swim that's funny yeah. cool yeah i thought that was interesting uh timothy q mouse was going to have a song in the movie i mentioned this briefly earlier it was called sing a song of cheese but they cut it because it was irrelevant <laughs> so like adding irrelevant things it doesn't seem like the length of the movie was really too much of a concern for them because they could have lengthened it even more and they didn't because it wasn't necessary so they could have made it a short also keeping costs down oh yeah they had to keep costs down too but what i read it didn't say anything about this being cut because of cost Mm -hmm. they just were like eh, we don't need this but that's all the fun facts that i found there's not a lot on dumbo unsurprising Uh, it's very short another really cool thing about about like the the way that dumbo was filmed and trying to keep things cheap is that there's another disney film that was done the, pretty much the same way for the same reasons and in itself was a pretty decent success. And okay. that's Lilo, that was Lilo and Stitch. Oh, I love Lilo mm. and Stitch. I love the backdrops, like the painted exactly. backdrops in Lilo and so, Stitch. So, yeah. like, the backdrops so cool. for Lilo and Stitch are also watercolor. And yes. they had trying to keep the money down because a couple of their previous movies hadn't made a lot of money. So they're trying to keep the costs low and just kind of folk, mm-hmm. like... And Lilo and Stitch is a short movie as well. Not nine, not, you know, 60 minutes, but it's like not a lot more. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's so. such a good movie. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Lilo and Stitch. It's a, it's a universal fact. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. Even Brandon probably has less to negative things to say about Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, probably not. I haven't seen it in years and years, but I, yeah. I did like it when I watched it. Like, it was one of my mm-hmm. favorites. Yeah. But, yeah, that's Sweet. just an interesting thing thought that the same reasons had the same effect for this film yeah definitely all right um so going into the cast um mr stork voiced by sterling holloway as we've talked about honestly you name your kid sterling holloway they're gonna be famous in some way that's such a cool name it is really such a cool name excellent (laughs) mind you i also hear sterling now i think of archer Archer. Hmm. Hmm. 
I've never watched Archer. I have a friend at work who is obsessed with it and talks about it a lot, but never watched yeah. it myself. Um, so I'm Sterling not forcing Holloway people has, to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Sterling Holloway is in Bambi, The Three Caballeros, Make Mine Music, Peter and the Wolf, Mickey's Magical Beans, Alice in Wonderland, Lambert the Sheepish Lion, Susie the Little Blue Coop, The Little House, Ben and Me, Goliath 2, Winnie the Pooh, several of them, didn't list all of them, <laughs> gave up after two. Uh, the Jungle Book, The Aristocats, Disneyland, the TV series. I may have missed some in there. There's a lot. He's in so much. Oh, di- like that uh, did you say Disney Alice in Wonderland? In. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's in a lot of stuff. And I went and yeah. looked at his Wikipedia page because I figured there'd be some interesting stuff there. Um, two things I found interesting... First off, he remained a bachelor his entire life because he never felt like he was missing anything. But he did adopt a son. So he oh. did adopt a kid on his own. Which I think is interesting because you don't often hear of men doing that. No. So I thought that was cool. Uh, and him. when he was, yeah, when he was in his 80s and no longer healthy enough to voice his regular roles, Jim Cummings took over all of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Jim Cummings is Winnie the Pooh now. Jim Cummings is... Whatever other characters um, Ka, Sterling Holloway was did, regularly like... doing. Yeah, Ka in Jungle Book 2. Yeah. Yeah. He just slipped right into there and their voices, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so, very close. So Jim Cummings yeah. is very, very good at that. J- yeah, Jim I Cummings does a really, really good Sterling Holloway impression. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting because Jim Cummings feels so current to me mm-hmm. and to yeah. think that he went back. That far yeah. to overlap with Sterling Holloway is just interesting. It's a one I mean, Sterling generation. Holloway is very old, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's interesting. Uh, and as we've mentioned before, I've met Jim Cummings, and he's really funny and awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> Timothy Q. Mouse, voiced by Edward Brophy. No other Disney credits on IMDb anyways. Um, the Ringmaster, Herman Bing. Again, no other Disney credits. The Clown, voiced by Billy Bletcher. He has, I didn't go through everything, because he has 546 acting credits on IMDb. Holy. Yeah, Is so I just Primarily like voice stuff. acting, or? I think so. He definitely yeah. had a lot of voice acting. Uh, he did many, many, many Disney shorts. I didn't even bother trying to list them, because there's hmm. so many of them. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I didn't write it down, but this is the one that is also in like Looney Tunes stuff. Um, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he does that stuff too. So he's like a voice actor all over the place. Um, I think it's either him or one of the other ones I'm going to talk about. Uh, he's in Pinocchio, Sleeping Beauty, and also Disneyland, the TV series. Hmm. Crows voiced by Hall Johnson Choir. No other Disney credits. Dandy Crow. Cliff Edwards, he has, he's the voice of Jiminy Cricket and then played Jiminy Cricket many, many, many more times. Every other mm-hmm. Disney credit he has on IMDb is because he voiced Jiminy Cricket in something else. So, okay. <laughs> and then the voice of the elephant matriarch and Mrs. Jumbo, Verna Felton. She is also in Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, and The Jungle Book. that's it there's other characters in the movie obviously but none of them were like going back this far there's not a lot of actors that have been in a lot of stuff that we know now you know Mm -hmm. like it's a lot different than a toy story where we're getting tom hanks 
and Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Ver- Verna is definitely another Disney royalty. Yeah, absolutely. Listening back to her voice, I was like, yeah, I can really hear like the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> when I'm hearing her, I can hear the Fairy Godmother like Oh yeah. Definitely you can notice it. But anyways, that's it <laughs> for me. All right. So, uh now that we've gone through our individual segments um what um what is your favorite musical moment uh brandon um my favorite musical moment probably when i see an elephant fly because it's so catchy fun it is incredibly catchy yeah uh sarah uh baby mine yeah probably not surprising (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not surprising. I mean, a song that makes you cry is a pretty, you know, distinguished yeah. song. Uh, yeah. I'm going to agree with Brandon that When I See an Elephant Fly is just so catchy. However, there's mm-hmm. one thing I started to notice with that song as I'm watching it, and I guess I can, I'm can i nitpicking, is I swear that they had the song recorded before the animation and decided how the animation worked. Because there's this, like, one little part where there's, like, two crows that are dancing. And I swear there's four different parts that they sing. <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it, I so guess. So it's just like, it's just like, you got two crows here, but there's four voices. The magic of Disney. No, <laughs> I was poor... thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> poor choreography. <laughs> Um, oh, but I also wanted to say a special shout out to the song of the roustabouts. Yeah. Which yeah. also I know I, upon watching that one this time, I realized that the men that were working weren't really drawn with faces. They were just kind of silhouette almost. Yeah. That's another problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I, again, I just as- associated that with a cost saving measure because drawing so like animating a, a human face. It's, oh yeah, they simplified things a grueling. lot. Oh yeah. Like there's a reason why even the clowns their their clown faces. Yeah. And when they are not performing, it's just their silhouettes through the tent. Exactly. Nice and cheap. Yeah. 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 The only human face that's really normal is the ringmaster. Yeah. Anyway, um so on to least favorite moment. Uh, Brandon? Hmm. What is my least favorite moment? Um, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for Baby Mine. Um, well, only, you're not because, only because, only because, like, I don't want to deal with right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty touchy when it comes to parents sometimes uh-huh. now. Um, that is so, reasonable. Sometimes so, it's just like I, I. It's not that the scene is bad or the part is bad in any way. I just I don't want to mess with it right now. Not my. All right, not so you don't like Baby Mind because it brings up emotions you don't want. Pretty much, yeah. Not prepared to dig into that trauma. Nope. <laughs> That's very fair. Okay. Well, you're. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is. 
your your reasoning is valid, Brandon. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, so on to Sarah. When the kids are bullying Dumbo and it results in his mom getting mad and then they're whipping her. Like, it all makes me so mad. Like, these kids yeah. are little holes. <laughs> and where they treat an elephant like they normally would in real life. Yeah, they're whipping her. Like, yeah. And then they call her a mad elephant. Like, no, she was defending her baby. Obviously, yeah. she's going to do that. Like, these kids are being little jerks. Kick the kids out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was about to say lock the kids up, but that's a whole other problem. Just <laughs> remove them from the situation. Get them yeah. out of the circus. <laughs> like protect that poor little baby. Mm-hmm. I when we hear about kids hurting Daisy at daycare, I'm just like, uh, no, that's yeah. not that's not happening. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> yeah. There was a little girl that was pulling her pigtails all the time, and they're like, oh yeah, she likes to pull Daisy's hair, and I was like. What are you doing about that? Yeah. Why are you letting these kids pull my baby's hair? Oh, anyways. They moved her to another room, so it doesn't happen anymore. But That's good. <laughs> Your kid or the other kid? The other kid. Daisy can't move to another room. She has to potty train first, but uh, they moved the other kid. So her pigtails are safe. That's good. Just like Dumbo's ears should have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Honestly, my least favorite thing at this point, I think I just don't like the pink elephants segment anymore. Mm. That's fair. I uh, yeah. pink elephants is like it's cool for me because it's like oh, kind of creepy. Yeah, at least there's something cool. But also, like I struggle with how irrelevant it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So on to favorite moment, Brandon. What is your favorite moment in this? Um, see, a part of me wants to say pink elephants just because and it's like, and that's okay, the creepiest part of it. But I, I really do struggle with like, I don't see why it's there. Um, my backup answer would be the like the fire clown thing. Mm. Uh, First time when he fails and just goes all the way down through into the thing or whatever. Okay. And they they smack him with a board to get him off? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sarah? Uh, I like it when Dumbo and his mom meet. Like, not with the other elephants being mean, Mm. but, like, when he comes out of the little bag and he's all cute and then he (laughs) shakes out his ears and then she uses his ears to, like, swaddle him. Yeah. just very cute, very oh, sweet yeah. moment. I like it. Yeah, it's adorable. Like, like I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say a similar moment, and that's like the bath time and playtime, right before yeah. the you know, uh, stupid humans. Yeah. Yeah. Man, humans ruin everything. <laughs> oh, wait true. until we get to the next classic film. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh boy. I haven't seen Bambi in a very long time. Me neither. That's gonna be interesting. Oh yeah, I've I've watched I I've revisited that one a little while ago. Throw the DVD in the van. Oh yeah. I there's gonna be some interesting stuff to talk about with that one, but yeah. Um, like I know Brandon will get bored at certain points and stuff. But <laughs> oh yeah. From a from a filmmaking perspective, Bambi is is very interesting. 
Um, okay, so moving on to final thoughts and a letter grade. I'm going to start off with Sarah this time. I'm going to give it a B minus. I wasn't excited to watch it, but thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, as much as I could pay attention to it while also having Daisy doing stuff and, you know. Um, yeah. But I thought it's better than I remember it being, so that was nice. And it gets me in the feels. I give it, I dock points because of the bad subject matter. Um, but overall, I think it's good and cute. And I wouldn't be sad to rewatch it. Like, I'm not going to probably ever watch Pinocchio again. Oh, I'm probably not going to ever watch Pinocchio again, but I'd watch Dumbo again. Fair. All right, Brandon, on to you. I think it's incredibly short, and they still don't manage their time properly. Uh, I feel like the whole movie was mostly filler, with one, like, sneak attack in the middle to just punch you in the like soul i guess mm -hmm. um which i mean that's a good moment but i do feel like the movie could have either been a short film or like a tv special um there's some alright stuff but honestly i'd probably just give it a d all right pretty consistent with your classics ratings classics are not doing well right now <laughs> I think that really makes sense. Like, convincing someone who's not a Disney fan to be a Disney fan by watching classics that are full of very questionable subject matter, not amazing animation, just like... Mm -hmm. That's yeah. true. If I was introducing someone to movies in general, I would probably not start with movies from this era. You have Fair. to get into yeah. it, you know? Yeah, you're not being like, oh, you know what you should watch? Gone with the Wind. Hey, I like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, but that's not how you introduce that's somebody. Not... That's true. Yeah, it's not to say that there's anything wrong. Well, it's not to say that Gone with the Wind isn't good. I'm not going to say there's nothing wrong with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you have to... If we were, if Zach and I were not doing this for the podcast, but just genuinely like, let's just make Brandon watch some Disney movies to make him like it. Yeah. I I if I was trying to get choose. him if I was trying to get Brandon <laughs> to like these movies I'd start off with movie like Black Cauldron Atlantis and and maybe Toy throw in Story. great 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 Mouse Detective. The Toy Stories have yeah. been performing well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. we're gonna it's gonna be a long time until we get another one of those. Yeah, That's no true. Thing. Yeah, we're it's gonna be a while. Mm-hmm. But we're about to go into two excellent movies. Yeah, Lion King is good. I mean, I've seen Lion King in three theaters. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Didn't need then, to be a live action. You know, it wasn't a bad live action. It just was, again, kind of like the Pink Elephants, like completely unnecessary. Yeah. The main thing I didn't like about the live action was Beyonce is too recognizable a voice. I couldn't... It She's being too way to Beyonce. Yeah. yeah, it was too distracting for me. But Especially anyways, with her singing. We can, talk about Lion King. we can talk about the Lion King more in the next episode. We can discuss that, yeah. <laughs> so on to my uh, final thoughts in letter grade. I actually really enjoy Dumbo now. 
it's one of those ones that I will just like putting on for the kids and the kids seem to really enjoy it too um mm -hmm. they really love the like the cloud moment and they also really got a kick out of the timothy mouth mouse um conscience moment or subconscious yeah. moment mm -hmm. where he's like when a he's ghost wearing the shirt. yeah where he's, yeah yeah they thought that was hilarious yeah so it's just yeah i was just loving this moment and the kids were enjoying it i'm just like I wouldn't mind putting this on again, and I would probably watch it with you and enjoy it. Yeah. Just some of those moments. Yeah. Like, nice and short. It means that they go to bed earlier, so that's a plus for me. Mm -hmm. See, that's the kind of thing that makes me go, Timothy Mouse and Zack are the same. Because I could see you putting on a silly costume and running around and saying things mm -hmm. to people like that and like putting on a silly voice like that seems <laughs> totally realistic to me. What? Yeah. Uh, question. So all considering all that, I would put this movie at a B plus for me. Okay. Yeah, not bad. I very much enjoyed this one. Yeah. I probably won't ever watch it again. And that's okay. okay. Yeah. We got you to watch it at least once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think the first classic uh, Disney film that you might actually enjoy might be Alice in Wonderland. That's possible. Mm -hmm. I used to love Alice in Wonderland when I was younger. Yeah. Like, as far as the classics go, yeah, that that that's the first one that come that the only only real one that comes to m my mind uh, especially early on because maybe later on you might enjoy 101 Dalmatians oh yeah but okay. yeah we'll see how, how many of these things we go but you got a renaissance yeah. you got a, a renaissance and a Pixar movie to you know hold you off until Bambi yeah that's yeah. always good <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sarah where can our fans reach us? You can find us on Instagram at makingadisneyfan.pod. We would love to hear from you there. Please feel free to leave us a DM or a comment or whatever you choose. Full review! We would love a review, yeah. If you choose to review us, you can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we'd love to have reviews there, uh, as well as some ratings so that more people will see us. So please, if you so choose, give us a five-star review and uh, get our podcast out there a little bit more. Yeah. All right. So until next time, I have been Zach. TTFN, ta-ta for now. I have been Brandon. Help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Good night, everybody. And I'm Sarah. Just keep swimming. All of our artwork is created by Becca Riley. You can go find her on Instagram at Becca Riley Art, spelled B-E-C-C-A-R-E-I-L-L-Y Art. Our theme song was written and performed by Marcus Beveridge. You can listen to more of his music on Instagram at Marcus.and.sarah.music, performing alongside me, your favorite Making a Disney fan lady. We hope you'll come back for our next episode soon. Thank you for listening to Making a Disney Fan. We hope to see you next time. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.